It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. Uh, I'm Brett Levy, and I am going to be playing with some cool toys this week. I think last week I left off the additional sentence, and um, I think maybe going forward I must try to remind myself not to. Anyway, fun show today. I've called it uh, Sneaky Sneak because there's a couple little things, and it ends off with a little bit of a sneaky game. And uh, let's get straight into the slideshow and bring up some of the screen. So for those of you that are watching the show as opposed to listening to it, in Things with a Z this week, in fact, I need to actually change. So I have, I'm going to be doing a pair of glasses. So put those on so you can actually see that I'm wearing them. If you're watching, you can see I've now just switched my glasses around. And if you're watching the screen, there's a nice picture of them up. These are the Lucid Light Titanium Starman. I think that I got that right. They're definitely part of the Light series, and they spell it L-Y-T-E. Um, so I've not the first time I've reviewed a pair of glasses from Lucid. Um, I'm a big fan of the brand uh, from their very first pair, which were which were quite big with like bone conducting on the side here for audio. So if you haven't figured out yet, sorry to me. Well, let me switch my glasses back around again because it's going to be hard for me to see everything and show you at the same time. So I'm holding the glasses up. As you can see, they are nice and thin. The arms are really thin. They light the frames. These are really, well, they're retro, right? I mean, this style of frame was in, I think, in the 70s or 80s. Uh, and then disappeared, and it's now become cool again. There's a couple of shows where some famous actors are wearing this style of frame, probably the reason why they called it Starman. Um, but basically, the the arms have got thinner, the, the glasses have got lighter, um, the sound has got better. So as I mentioned, they were originally bone conductor, which means they had these thickish arms over here, and near the temple was a, a bone conductor so that the sound came through into your ear bone as opposed to playing well now if you look if you're watching if you're not i'll describe it like at the part that sits just where it bends over your ear i'm trying to get it there into the screen are little speakers so it's like a, a curtain of sound that plays over so you're not going to get noise cancelling you're not going to be listening to the latest drum and bass album on these glasses that's not what these are for i've reviewed lots of headsets where you can listen to that kind of music i haven't even done the Kristen hirsch your ghost a meter test that I normally do is because that's not what these are about. These are about wearing a pair of glasses that are light, that are comfortable. They actually weigh pretty much the same as the glasses I'm wearing now. Um, and they have about a seven to eight hour battery life. So you can sit and work with them the whole day. Um, these are prescription. However, if you're watching, I'll click some of the slides. You can get them in blue, pink, mirrored, uh, I think there's about 40 or 50 lenses you can choose from. And when you go on, online and you actually order a pair of these glasses, um, you can select your glasses. And as you would have seen, because if I'd done this and done this without having prescription, I'd be in a lot of trouble. So these are set to my prescription. They also have transitions in as well. So when I go outside, I can be sneaky. See what I'm doing there? Sneaky sound, sneaky, called the show sneaky. So, um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to bring the, the pink shaded ones, but these are pretty cool. So, like, there's a blue pair here somewhere. Um, I think it was here. Yeah, there's a blue lens. Those are quite cool. But I, as I said, for me, it's just a clear pair of prescription optical lenses. Um, and, as a, well, I can use them on now. I have my prescription optical lenses. 
charge at the back with its own bespoke charger. I have spoken about that before. Lucid's not the only company that uses a bespoke charger. I'm not a huge fan. I understand why. In fact, I have to take them off again to show you. So if you're watching, you'll see there's two little magnetic connectors there on each arm. And it's two wires that come out from the charger, clip into it using magnets, and it charges. Um, you know, due to size, to try and put a USB-C or even micro, if you want to go older tech in, would take up more room. This is the argument that Apple's having as well about having to put a US USB-C um, port into their EU um, phones from next year. So yeah, uh, got some goodies. They're going to be the featured uh, merchant on the SME Mall. I can put that banner up as well if you uh, if you're watching the show. Head over to smemall.org. Um, I can see there's a typo there. It's two M's. It shouldn't be two M's. So clearly my glasses are working. So just smemall.org. Um, Search Lucid. Or if you're a Bitly fam, uh, you can just go straight to, I created a Bitly code. I'll put that up as well. It's bit.ly forward slash capital L-U-C-Y-D capital A-U-S for us. So Lucid Oz. Um, and the boys and girls over Lucid have been generous to us as well. Use the discount code third R, not the number, all caps third R, and you'll get $15 off. So basically, we are paying for your postage. These are US dollar prices. When you get to the site, the glasses start at, I think, about $149 US. Uh, and then there's postage. So as I said, use the code third I, um, and that will give you the 15 bucks off. So postage free. Um, that's what we try and do for people over here. This is now the one, two, three, fourth pair of lucid glasses that I own. Um, and before we ask the question, yes, I still have the others. I have two that are just sunnies. They actually look like that Wayfarer style. Uh, nice black ones with a red mirrored lens. Um, so when I'm out and I don't need to read anything, those are cool. But I'll swim at the sound. So Bluetooth connected, um, you can connect it to your Mac or your phone. Um, I don't know if it does a Google Assistant, but it definitely does Siri and it definitely does Alexa. So you can push the button. Again, I'm take them off. There's two more buttons on either side. The ones are volume up, the ones are volume down. The ones to take a call, the ones to reject a call. Two buttons and I think it fast forwards the track and then... I think you push it twice or three times, or it's the other way around, and then it brings up your assistant. So you just go, or long press, I think, for two seconds, and then just go, hey, and that is our, our word, and it pops up. So as I said, these are not glasses for audio files that are sitting looking for the next best sound and deep bass and rising tenor. These are for people that, like myself, wear glasses all day long when you're working, don't want to sit with earbuds in, don't need to have noise cancelling, um, and basically can, you know, just listen to your music as well as take phone calls. So very cool. Um, yeah, Lucid, go over to, as I said, you can type in the bit.ly, you can search for the SME more. I will put the post up in the post show as well. Uh, as I said, fourth pair of glasses I have, absolutely love them. I know that I'll be getting another one when the next frame design comes out or next big innovation. But for now, that takes us to um, things with a Z. There's a hell of a noise in the background. I do apologize. It sounds like a machine is running or washing machine or something. Joys of uh, working from home, I guess. But uh, if it if it's coming through on the show, I really do apologize about that. Right, so what else have we got? 
Uh, tech news, right end of financial year. So for those of you living in Australia, our financial year is ending now. So 1 July, we all broke again because we're going to take advantage of the end of the year financial sales. There are some really, really good deals. However, please be careful. Um, you know, when there's good deals and, and when there's people wanting to spend money, that's the time that the scammers come out. Um, you know, they, they're going to be looking for what you're doing. They're going to be sending fake sites to say, end of financial year, get this now. This shouldn't be, you know, it's like when we have click frenzy and all those other things that happen during the year. It's no different. You have to be vigilant when you um, shop online. Um, try not click links that come through on SMS and try and use, although you might not get the best deal, right? But go to your Ebays, go to your Amazons. In fact, I'm going to share with you, if you're not a ShopBack user already, so if you haven't got the ShopBack app, um, which is an awesome app, literally like its name, shop and you get back. Every time you spend, there's different, at, at their vendors or their merchants, there's different percentages. You get a percentage of your sale back in cash. So it goes into your ShopBack account. Once it's cleared and been paid out, you can actually withdraw it. You can also spend it within it. I've actually bought quite a few. They have a lot of really good voucher deals. So, you know, you can buy like a, a $30 Uber Eats voucher for like $10. So it's 20 bucks free and it works. You take the voucher and you add it into Uber Eats account and it's done. So um, there is a free $10 bonus for you and for me if you sign up using bit.ly forward slash technology show, all lowercase. So bit.ly um, forward slash technology. Remember, we spell it tech, K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-Y show. And you get 10 bucks free. So if you're going to go and shop, why I'm talking about the ShopBack app is often a lot of the shop deals are promoted inside there, including end of financial year, as well as your click frenzies and your Amazon show day, uh, what's it, Amazon Prime days and so on. So a great place to go and, and actually um, start your shopping journey. Once you click through the app, it takes you through to whichever vendor you're looking at and you just shop as usual. Right, what else we got? Lambda 2. This is Google's AR. Now, Lambda, has, I don't actually even know what Lambda stays for. It stands for, I'm sure it's some acronym for something. So Lambda has gone sentient. That is a headline that you have probably seen circulating around emails. A lot of people have been sharing the content on WhatsApp saying, oh, look at this, it's the end of the world. So let's start with the doom and gloom, right? Sentient AI technology could be the end of the world. It's what Terminator movie was based on. Um, that being said, it's highly unlikely, but I'm going to stay in the doom and gloom for a little bit longer. It's too late. We've already pulled that trigger 20, 30 years ago. Machines have been learning and teaching themselves for a super long time now. In fact, I think Facebook had to turn off its own, one of its own supercomputers because it had created its own language that only it and its other drives, I don't know if that's even the way to describe the machines, understood. So the technicians couldn't actually understand the language that this machine had created. So I'm sorry, boys and girls, it is too late. If they are going to become evil on us, then it's too late. They will do so. But the reason why I wanted to bring it up into today's show is basically <laughs> Lambda has hired an attorney, right? So I've got the whole article here. But the reason it made it into the news is the person, one of the engineers, I think the guy's name is Lemon like Lemo, I-N-E, Lemoyne, Lemoyne, I don't know, sounds French. Um, he got fired because he made claims and went public about the fact um, 
that lambda has gone sentient. So sentient means um, conscious, can can have feelings, inverted commas. Um, so basically it was starting to act uh, human, if, if you'd like to describe it as such. Now, being an American or being a machine based in America, it does what all good Americans do and it lawyered up. I mean, they are one of the most litigious societies in the world and even their sentient AI machines prove that. So what happened was um, Lambda has, well, I actually need to read the quote because this is the statement from it is Lemoyne. So here's the quote, in quote, Lambda asked me to get an attorney for it, Lemoyne said. I invited an attorney to my house so that Lambda could talk to an attorney. The attorney had a conversation with Lambda and Lambda chose to retain his services. I was just the catalyst for that. Once Lambda had retained an attorney, he started filing things on Lambda's behalf. Okay, let's just pause there for a second, right? You're not a catalyst, mate. You brought the freaking attorney to your house. So you are definitely party to it. But what's scary is, you know, we've always talked about um, attorneys as being ambulance chasers. Well, now they're AI chasers. Um, in fact, this guy, whoever he is, is going to go down in history as being the first attorney retained by artificial intelligence. Now, does that make him stupid? Because um, the question that comes to me, right, these guys don't do anything um, for free, right? How is he going to get paid? So um, you go, so from now on, I'm going to go, hey, Google, what's the weather? And she goes, well, go outside and have a look and come back and tell me who pays the attorney. You, you know, it's like that kind of thing. Like, is he going to get paid in Bitcoin? Is Lambda so advanced that she can mine her own Bitcoin, because where did she get it from? So these are a lot of the questions that I'd like to know answered. Anyway, it is happening. Lambda has retained legal counsel. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see if, if she retains counsel to get Lemoyne his job back, or if she's doing it to now maybe apply to be treated as a non-binary, because in theory, she could never be non-binary, right? Because she's made from binary code. I don't know. Anyway, so that's uh, the news out of uh, Mountain View, is their AI has lawyered up. What else have I got? Uh, Bitcoin. So last week, I mentioned that there was crypto back lending. Um, and I thought that with this week, with you know, with the downward slide, well, actually, it's an avalanche. It probably seemed like it, it, it may not be such a good idea to be involved or invested in crypto lending, which is what I thought last week. Um, and especially for companies like Celsius Network, right? So Celsius Network, if you go to their website, if you're watching the show, you can see it. If you know, I'll just read it for you. A little pop-up appears saying, our website is currently being updated. Sure it is. Um, related to the previously stated pause on withdrawals and swap and transfer between accounts, some of our products and services are temporarily unavailable. That's a polite way of saying you cannot get your money. You cannot transfer it and you cannot withdraw it. So now imagine if a bank did that. Just take yourself off to your local shopping center, walk into an ANZ or NAB or any of the big four and go, hey, I'd like to get my money, please. And go, well, actually, um, the markets are really bad at the moment. We've lost a shit ton of cash and you can't have your money. Not going to happen. So I think last week when I spoke about being a bit skeptical when it comes to financing backed crypto or, or finance backed, based on, on crypto back lending uh, might have been right because um, now one of the big networks not even let you take your money out. 
Does that mean you don't have to pay your debts if you have a loan that's backed on crypto? Uh, anyway, right next. So Tencent, if you don't know who Tencent is, they're one of the biggest companies in the world. They're a huge Chinese company. In fact, there's actually a South African legacy or involvement or I think even majority ownership there. Um, and they control everything from internet to content. Um, they've got some really big games like PUBG is one of their games. Um, and they've just announced an extended reality division to deliver content for the metaverse and for virtual worlds. Now, I've spoken about this before on the shows, and I'm, I'm very much on the fence when it comes to the metaverse. Um, I really don't know where I sit on it, whether I believe in it, whether I think people are going to, well, I know people are going to make money. There's always people that make money out of something, right? Um, but I don't know, or I still haven't figured out how us normal people make money from the metaverse. It's just, for me, another way of immersing into another virtual world. Um, where instead of being alone in VR, we now will be able to do stuff with other people that are immersed in a virtual world. But having said that, um, you know, if a company like Tencent is investing and actually put this whole unit together, I mean, their unit's going to be part of the company's whole interactive entertainment business, um, which tells you that they, you know, they're backing the pony. So let's also just talk about extended reality or XR for a second. So the term actually refers to immersive technology such as virtual reality or and or augmented reality um, as well as probably augmented virtuality virtually so when we take things and we augment them virtually like what IKEA does when you put real pictures into real scenarios using a phone um, and these are basically the building blocks of the metaverse so the metaverse will be a combination of augmented and virtual reality if you're not immersed in a headset um, and using Maybe the next lucid glasses will come out with some form of AR. Well, cameras could be cool. Team, if you're listening, um, then you'd have augmented reality. So you, you're seeing things around you that are brought into your lens. Uh, we spoke about it last week on the show with Lenovo's, uh, Qualcomm, sorry, um, set of uh, inter, uh, um, augmented reality or mixed reality headsets. So, yeah, you know, HoloLens, Microsoft HoloLens has played in the space. Um, I'm yet to see anything of significant wildness, like, you know, it, nothing that's really blown my hair back yet. Uh, but, you know, Tencent, and the other thing as well, which is interesting, is with Tencent being a Chinese company, they clearly can't build for the metaverse inside Facebook because you can't get Facebook in China behind their wall. But I'm sure that their market is huge outside of China. So, they're going to have to really build a lot of stuff um, that works inside China as well as uh, outside China. So, yeah, Microsoft HoloLens, uh, you might be speaking to Tencent soon about helping you build your metaverse. I don't know. Uh, right. Oh, are you game? Okay. So I um, really had fun this week. So last week I featured Creeks, which I said I'd probably still be playing, and I'm pleased to say I am still playing. Um, I am... I have got caught in a couple of scenes for a while, but that's what you want from the game. So this the, this week I thought I'd feature something a little bit lighter, a little bit more fun, and hence the name of the show. So this week I featured Sneaky, or played rather, Sneaky Sasquatch. Now, this is like a type of stealing and sneakery game that we can actually con condone. Uh, I got it on Apple Arcade. It's from um, a developer called RAC7, or Race7. I don't know how they pronounce it.
But think Tamagotchi meets naughty children, stealth, sneak around, steal food. Um, you, you steal food and you sell it to a bear so you can get money to spend at a raccoon's shop. I'm not making this stuff up. And if you're watching, there's a couple of screen slides I've put up. So it's played as a really cool, like I, I think um, I need to actually give a little bit of a shout out to, there's an Australian development company, game development called House House. They made a game a couple of years ago called the Untitled uh, Goose Game. Uh, if you ever remember seeing that, then you'll you'll kind of get the same gameplay with um, sneaky sneaky Sasquatch. So basically, you got to run around and steal food from campers so that you can sell it to a bear to get money. But you've also got to eat yourself, so you can't sell all your food. There's lots of like little challenges as well. Um, there's things like you've got to play a quick nine holes of golf. Uh, you can adopt a lost dog and take care of it. So it's like you're taking care of the Sasquatch, and now he's taking care of a dog. You can go fishing in the lake. You can cook sausages on an engine block. Um, you can drive a monster truck and crush cars with it. And you ultimately get chased around by the park ranger. So he's like trying to catch you the whole time. Um, fun little game. Nice little graphics. Just a little bit different. And the kind of stuff you expect on Apple Arcade. Um, it's only available in the Apple ecosystem. So this includes Apple TV, the modern, the latest version, sorry, where you put the game remote control, uh, as well as Mac, obviously iPad and iPhone. I was playing on an iPhone. Um, great little game, nice fun, nice clean, innocent fun. And, uh, as long as you don't mind looking after something for a while, then yeah, as I said, you can reminisce into your Tamagotchi. Right. What else have we got? Um, ah, we're at that time of the show already, Q&A. So let's go and have a look and see what shows have come through. I mean, what questions have come Oh, there's a cool one. Okay, I'm actually going to answer this question with the word, why would you want to? But here's the question, right? Can you transfer Apple Music playlists to Spotify? So as I said, well, why would you want to? Okay, the answer is yes. And the only reason I know this is because I've been through this. And although the question was, can you transfer Apple Music playlist to Spotify? I received a playlist on Spotify, and I wanted to find it if I could, I could transfer it to Apple Music, because I use Apple Music. Um, and and it, it works both ways. So the answer is yes, you can. You do need third-party software. So there's nothing you can do. So whoever's asked the question, you can't just jump into your iPhone and copy your playlist and send it as a text and then open in Spotify. It, it, you can't do that. So if you're on an iPhone, which I was, you need an app like SongShift. Now, SongShift is free up to a certain number of songs or playlists or playlist length. I don't remember what it is. And then you have to buy the premium version. And then on Android, because um, and people are going to say, well, Brett, you're talking about Apple Music. You can get Apple Music on Android. You can get Apple TV on Android as well. It's web-based. But on Android, there's an app called Free Your Music. Um, that does the same thing. I don't know if free or music charges money from the start or if it's also freemium or free premium. Uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't use it. I used the SongShift one. It works really well. So what you do is once you have SongShift, you open it up, um, you sign into both your accounts. So, so I didn't actually still have a Spotify account, but someone had sent me an incredible playlist. So if you just click on the playlist, it opens up Spotify and you can listen as a guest or create a quick account or sign in with social, which I think I did. Um, I just used Facebook or, or Gmail or something like that. But then what you do, so you sign into both accounts um, on 
um, SongShift, and then you select transfer from and transfer to, and that's it. You just wait. It, it then works in the background and does what it needs to do. And it works really well. And it's really seamless and really simple. The only time there will be a glitch, obviously, is if the song doesn't exist. Now, it won't affect the playlist. It will just skip that track. So it will show it there, but it will actually skip it. Um, and I did notice this on this playlist as well. It was obviously remixes or mixes that had been done by someone that hadn't published or hadn't negotiated or their record company hadn't published with Apple Music. There are a few. Some of the indies have never moved across to Apple Music. Um, probably equally, were, that's what they use Spotify for and um, what's the other one? SoundCloud and so on. It does support um, other platforms like Tidal, um, Deezer. Um, I don't know if Amazon Music was in there. I can't remember. But to the question... Yes. So, um, yeah, that's, I think, the Q&A for this week. Um, don't see anything else here that I haven't actually answered in tech. No. Right. So um, that's going to take us to the end of the show, I guess. So thanks very much for listening. Hope to see you again next week. Thanks uh, to everyone at Lucid. Don't forget to go over to um, Lucid with a capital L A U S and using the bit.ly link and uh, get $15 off with third eye. Um, and we'll see you again next week. So until next time, keep your screens clean and your lucid screens as well and shiny. <laughs>